Welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. We're here we are this week connecting some dots again between what's happening in American society today and how that relates to our Judeo-Christian worldview. And man, we had a phenomenal week last week. Uh, tremendous uh, gathering here at the church uh, where we talked about, amazingly enough, uh, uh, what is Marxism and communism <laughs> doing infiltrating the larger American culture? <laughs> yeah. Kind of a strange uh, topic, perhaps. Absolutely. We had a special speaker coming all the way from New Zealand uh, to speak on this topic. And, and the question our viewers may have, and some of our congregation may, be, may, may have, is yeah. what in the world are we doing hosting a conference on Marxism and infiltrating <laughs> American society at a church? And I think that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, and it really gets back to this podcast because... Our burden every week is to really let people know that Jesus is Lord of all. Yeah. And so, uh, and I think, you know, what's interesting, and we, we find this to be true, there is a growing uh, surge of uh, interest and and people who are hungry for answers as to what in the world is going on in the United States of America, yeah. you know, today. And I think they're concerned. You know, we see unrest. We see like a societal unraveling happening right. around us. We see more violence than we've ever seen. Uh, we see a greater push for, uh, quote, socialism, progressivism. And we had the pleasure to host somebody who's really an expert on all that. His name's Trevor Loudon. Uh, he wrote a book, multiple books, but one of his books was called Enemies Within, Communists, Socialists, and Progressives in the U.S. Congress, and he basically has spent about 30 years documenting uh, policy initiatives that really come out of, of China, and and uh, and they get embraced by leftist groups, and then and then get pushed, you know, through our Congress. And yeah. we're seeing more and more of that, and I think people are concerned. And so this uh, event, we had probably 300 folks roughly uh, at our church that night, which was amazing, and we did an interview intentionally to rebroadcast over this podcast. In fact, uh, over the next three episodes, which release every Thursday, we're going to break down that interview basically into uh, three different chunks. T yeah. Today, we're going to show you the first third of that interview where he really gets into uh, Marxist infiltration in America. And I think you're going to find it incredibly- in churches. Yeah, and we end with talking yeah. about the church. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you're going to find it incredibly insightful. So I really encourage you to spread this message far and wide, get as many people as you can to take a listen because he speaks with, you know, I, I like it. He spoke with great candor. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's like, what, you know, my, my question was, what's a nice guy like you from New Zealand doing at Crown Point, Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's a real passion in his heart. Right. Uh, and he really feels like this is an assignment and really a mission because uh, he, he believes America is a great nation, as, as we believe, and that if America goes, uh, so goes the rest of the world. I, I thought he made, it's just a little glimpse into the podcast. He, he made a point of, you know, everyone's got blind spots. And sometimes the best person to point your blind spot is not the person living in your seat. It's That's the people true. from the outside perspective. Yeah. And he brings a outside, a perspective from a different country who looks at America and says, if America falls, yeah. the world falls. Yeah. And he's doing this really to protect his own country, but he's able to bring an outside perspective to see what's really happening. I thought that was very yeah, valuable. No, yeah. no, you're exactly right. I, I appreciate folks outside of our context that can look at what's going on from, like you said, a different vantage point yeah. and, uh, and really help us to awaken our culture. So yeah. we hope that that happens for you. So we're gonna go ahead now and, uh, and introduce Trevor Loudon. This was on July the 7th 
of uh, 2021 here at Livingstone's Church in Crown Point, Indiana. We hope you'll enjoy it. And then before uh, the episode ends, we'll be back to talk with you. So enjoy. But again, we're thrilled to have him here tonight, all the way from New Zealand to Crown Point, Indiana, Livingstone's Church. Can you stand to your feet and let's give a warm Livingstone's welcome to Trevor Loudon. Trevor. Thank you. I can go home now. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. That's the best welcome we've ever had, so thank you. Amen. Well, I guess the most obvious question is, uh, what is a nice guy like you from New Zealand doing in northwest Indiana? You've been busy the last uh, few days. Tell us about what's going on and really what's, I, I want to hear what's the passion of your heart. What brings you all the way here? Thank you. Can you hear me all right? Uh, is this, I'm supposed to be using this, am I? Yep, you're good. You can hear me down the back? You can understand the southern accent, all right? <laughs> good, good. Look, what, what is in my heart is this. Um, you know, the world is facing a lot of crises right now. And I come from a country that was saved by, from invasion during World War II by your fathers and uncles and grandfathers at the battles of Guadalcanal and the Coral Sea and Midway. And so I know that if America should fall, every free country will go with it. And so what you guys are doing here locally in your, in your county, in your state, has an impact that is felt right across the world. So I want to save my country. So I want to come here. To do that, I have to come here and help to repay some of the debt that we owe you by trying to bring my awareness of the situation. See, sometimes, you know, you all know, you know your neighbor's problems better than they know their own, right? Mm -hmm. We can all see, well, he's going wrong, he's going wrong. Well, I offer an outside perspective of what's happening here. And sometimes that can be valuable. So I'm offering my services to hopefully that will help you see a little more clarity about your own country and how you can bring it back to what it should be, which will in turn help my country and every country that is free or wishes to be free. Yeah. So that's what I'm here for. Now, amen. Now, you have been a, a man with single-minded focus, really, for the last three decades, uh, exposing the undercurrents of Marxist ideology, communism, progressive ideology. And that started, it's always interesting how God opens up opportunities for us or impacts us in certain ways. Talk about what happened in New Zealand that triggered uh, this whole exploration for you. Yeah, well, look, uh, back in New Zealand in 1984, we elected this very left-wing socialist Labour government. And one of the first things they did was to ban nuclear warships from our harbours, all in the name of peace. And see, as America was the only country sending nuclear warships into our harbours, that destroyed our military alliance with the United States. So we were part of the Australia-New Zealand-United States Military Alliance. ANZUS, and that killed it stone cold dead. And I was aggrieved by that because I thought, you know, we are kicking out the country 
that saved us. This is just so ungrateful. And it's, re- it's, it's opening us, it is reducing the national security of my own country. And while I was researching that and fighting against that, I met a man who had infiltrated the New Zealand Communist Party for our security services. So he was a government spy inside the New Zealand Communist Party. And he told me this, he was sent to Moscow to train in 1983. He was there in Moscow when Reagan sent your troops into Granada to stop the communists in Granada. And the Soviets went ballistic at that because that was supposed to be the second Cuba. And so what they did, what what their plan was this, the Soviets were trying to destroy the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, so they could take over Europe. But Reagan was standing so tough against them, they couldn't make any progress. So they thought, we'll take New Zealand out of the nuclear alliance, out of the American alliance. That will spur on the European peace movement. They're chess players, you know, they... They move pieces around. You know, we play checkers, they play chess. And so they planned New Zealand's policies from Moscow. They, got, they, had, they had psychologists there. They had sociologists there. They knew everything about New Zealand. They knew the sporting culture. They knew the political culture, the religious culture. They knew the psychology of New Zealanders. And they planned these slogans. It it couldn't be anti-American because we loved Americans. It had to be New Zealanders standing against the nuclear arms race, New Zealanders striking an independent foreign policy course. They They took those slogans back. Four people took those slogans back to New Zealand. They held secret meetings with our Labor Party, our unions, and our peace movement, and they passed that legislation in six months destroyed our military alliance, and not one New Zealander in five million has any idea that it was all done from Moscow. So what I'm saying here is this. A lot of what you see in your government today starts out in China or Cuba and infiltrates through the political parties to become government policy. Things like a nuclear deal with Iran, that's communist policy. Obamacare, that's communist policy. Open borders, that's communist policy. A gay marriage, that's communist policy. Critical race theory, that's communist policy. So all of these things are being pushed into the mainstream by the communists, and most Americans have no understanding what these things are designed to achieve. They tell us critical race theory is for racial reconciliation. It is to divide and destroy the country in preparation for revolution. That's all it's for. So I've got that knowledge. I want to impart that knowledge. Now, in your book, Enemies Within, the subtitle here is Communist, Socialists, and Progressives in the U.S. Congress. Now, you document here over 50 years of infiltration that's taken place by radicals and sympathizers, what the communists call useful idiots. And we probably all have people that come into our mind when we think about that term, useful idiots. Probably more than one uh, in our uh, Congress today. Um, But how did all this happen? And and, in your book, I mean, you you give a listing, kind of a who's who of of current politicians that are uh, compromised, at least by Marxism or by the communists. 
Look, back in the 60s, you had JFK, who stood strongly against communism, very, very strongly. But in the 1970s, they had a thing called the Church Commission, because some of the intelligence agencies had been caught doing things they shouldn't have been doing. And so the, the Church Commission was led by Frank Church, this very left-wing senator from Idaho, and they gutted the U.S. intelligence agencies. They had done some things they shouldn't have done, but they virtually destroyed them. They gutted them. They exposed hundreds of American agents to the communists who ended up getting executed or put in jail. They intimidated. The, the CIA turned into a, a useless organization. The FBI leadership was gutted and was then taken over by leftists. So for the last 25 to 30 years, there's been no effective counterintelligence in this country. But here's the other, here's the kicker. Now, that wasn't so bad back then, but has anybody here ever had to undergo a, a security check, a background check for a government job or military position, okay? Now, as it's true, they're pretty rigorous, right? They'll check your family background. They might interview your pastor. They want to know your financial situation and if you've been to any strange foreign countries. Because one traitor can cost you a battle. One traitor can cost you your country. You imagine had Benedict Arnold been successful when he tried to betray George Washington during the Revolutionary War. How different your history would have been. But what it did, now they basically, there are no background checks at all in Congress. None, zero, zip. There are no background checks in the Senate. Now, do you think the Iranians might know about this? Do you think the Russians and the Chinese and the Cubans and the uh, Muslim Brotherhood and Al-Qaeda know that there are no background checks in your Congress? The most powerful legislators in the world with access to all sorts of information, no background checks, that is why we have a nuclear deal with Iran, because so many of your congressmen and senators are on the take from Iran. That's why we have open borders, because so many of your senators and congressmen are actual communists now. Because there's no background checks, there's no scrutiny, and the FBI doesn't dare touch them. You know, why didn't they go after Hillary Clinton when she was guilty of sin, folks? because she could be their boss and she could destroy them. Well, do you think they're going to start attacking Congress members who have the power to cut their budgets, who have the power to get them fired, to destroy their organization? So if you're a traitor to America and you get elected to Congress, there's no media scrutiny, there's no background checks, and the FBI doesn't dare go after you. We've got 100 members of the House now and 25 members of the Senate who couldn't pass a background check to drive a school bus in this county. Wow. Right now. Wow. We heard the phrase uh, during Barack Obama's run for president. It was the phrase, a fundamental transformation of America. And I think it it struck many Americans as funny because why are we wanting to transform a nation that we all that we love, yeah, best nation in the world. Many of us not even being aware that that phrase actually is found in the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. And so um, 
other, other progressives nowadays talk about burning the system down, that America needs to be burned to the ground, that it's corrupt from the core. What, when we, we hear these words like Marxism, but what does that fundamental transformation look like? What are they really after? Why do they hate things like capitalism? And, and what, are, what are they trying to accomplish? Well, it's, an, you know, you think about this, you know, why, why did this famous poem by Milton, and he talks about why Satan left heaven because he'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. He's such an egomaniac, he'd rather have his own kingdom in hell than serve at the side of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the, the ultimate rejection of good. Well, communism is not about sharing the wealth or fairness or equity. It is about concentrating all wealth and all power in a very few hands. People say, communism's always been a failure. No, it hasn't. You look at the head of North Korea. He's got all the Porsches and Lamborghinis he would ever want. He's got everything he would ever want. His people are starving. That's successful communism. You know, Fidel Castro was a multi-billionaire. You know, Vladimir Putin is a multi-billionaire. They have done very well out of communism. But the stupid communists, the lower level ones, they actually believe that communism will be better. They think it will be a better society. And this is the thing. This is the thing. Why did communism fail in Russia, that you'll say? Well, it failed because America drove Russia to bankruptcy. Why did communism fail in Cuba? Because America starved Cuba with its embargoes. Why did, why did it fail in Venezuela? Why are the people starving? Because America has been sabotaging it. So if you want world communism, you've got to get rid of America. America is holding back global progress. See, the old days, the communists would talk about the brotherhood of man and we're going to have a great future. All they talk about today is destroying America and Israel. That's it. That's it. They don't have a plan beyond that. They just want to destroy America and Israel because then there is no impediment to their power. We are what is standing in their way. And it's, it is motivated by that same thing. They would rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. Some people are so egotistical and so narcissistic, they just want to be the boss. And they don't care what happens to anyone else as long as people fawn to them and worship them and do what they're told. Well, Marxism has an unholy trinity of property, religion, and marriage. Three things Marxists hate, property, religion, and marriage. And I think we see literally a full frontal assault on all three of those areas today. Can you touch on some of those? And this might be some of the the hot topic buttons that we get into uh, as this fleshed out a little bit. Well, look, we we were given three institutions to, to, three institutions to rule ourselves by, to, to prosper by, and that was the church, that was the family and civil government, right? And when the church was the leader, as it should always be, Families were doing all right, were they not? When the church is strong, the family is strong, and civil government is kept in its place. When the church abdicates its responsibilities, the families fall into decay, 
and the government fills the vacuum, which is what we're seeing now. So the communists have deliberately, see, see, what is revolution? Revolution is overturning the natural order, overturning what is there. We have a natural order in our society. Revolution means to overturn that. The ultimate revolution is overthrowing God in heaven. That's the ultimate revolution. We know that will never happen, but they are trying to use us to dethrone God. So they are working to destroy our families. The LGBTQ movement is a completely communist movement. The radical feminist movement is a completely communist movement. The transgender religion, which, I, which is what it is, is a completely communist movement. See, people don't see these things as communist. But Harry Hay, the Communist Party member, started the gay movement. You know, the radical feminist movement was started by Marxists like Gloria Steinem and uh, all of the leaders were Marxists. And they said, I've got a friend who was, uh, whose sister was Kate Millett. She was a founder of the National Organization of Women. Mm-hmm. They used to sing songs. How do we bring down America? We destroy the patriarchy. How do we destroy the patriarchy? We promote homosexuality, prostitution, abortion, and promiscuity. They would actually chant this stuff. So the family is under massive attack. The church is under massive attack, both externally and internally, which is what my movie is about. And that is manifesting in our civil government. You know, Andrew Breitbart, the great late, late great journalist used to say, he would say, politics is downstream from culture. If your politics is in trouble, it means your culture is in trouble. But he could have added, culture is downstream from religion. So if your politics is a mess and your culture is a disaster, what is that telling you about the state of your religion? Because there's a natural flow. Can we pause right there? You know, I've been, when I saw you were doing this special video project coming out on the church, of course, my, my attention was piqued on that. Um, what are you seeing when you look at America and the current weakness in America, and you just hit the nail on the head, it really comes back to the pulpit. Uh, it comes back to what we're doing in our local churches, what we're not doing. Talk about that project a little bit. What, what's, the, what's the goal of the project? Uh, what are you trying to accomplish? What, do you, what are you sharing with us? Well, you've heard of the woke movement, right? The woke church. Well, the woke church has got both eyes closed because the woke church (laughs) is a Marxist movement. And it's Marxism, it's political correctness, which is cultural Marxism, masquerading as Christianity. But every week, every week in this country, some young person or an older person decides, "I I lack direction in my life. I lack a spiritual foundation. I'm going to go to church. So they go to the nearest church they can find, and they have a pastor who tells them all about critical race theory, all about white privilege, all about um, ending global warming and social justice, and uh, gay marriage is wonderful, and they think that's Christianity. So they've been led into these churches every single week. Because nobody is standing up and saying, that is not Christianity. That's Marxism with a few Christian words scattered on it for respectability. So 
we are, we're doing a movie, Enemies Within the Church, which is going to trace the communist infiltration of the churches, which started in the 1920s. So if you look at America, this is the first country in the world that was founded on the principle that your rights come from God, not the government. Okay? Now, do you think that idea might have offended every dictator on the planet? (laughs) Every emperor, every communist, every fascist, every dictator. What if this crazy idea spreads? So America's had enemies right from the start. But the communist movement, which is really a scientific form of of, of Satanism, really, they started infiltrating the American churches before the Bolshevik Revolution. The first communist front in America was the Methodist Committee for Social Action. And they got into, in the 1920s, the Communist Party told their members to go back to the church of their childhood. If you're Episcopalian, go back to the Episcopalian church. If you're Baptist, go back to the Baptist church. Not to get religion, but to use the church to promote socialism. The biggest suckers, I had a friend who was a big communist, he said the biggest suckers in the 1920s for communist fronts were Protestant clergymen. It's a sad commentary, but that's the fact. They took over most of the mainstream churches, but they couldn't get the evangelicals and the Baptists because they were Bible-believing, pretty strict, pretty, you know... But, but, see, the communists were making steady progress in America. They got control of Hollywood. They got control of the unions. They infiltrated the Democratic Party, some elements of the Republican Party. They infiltrated the media, um, colleges. The only thing they didn't really have was the, the evangelical churches. And the evangelical churches tend to be very socially conservative. They believe in the values that we've all been brought up with. And they do crazy things, like a lot of them go out and vote for Ronald Reagan or Donald Trump, you know? So, So do you think this might have annoyed the communists a little bit? So in the last 15 years, through groups, and I'll, you know, groups that you might, people you might respect, people like the Gospel Coalition, um, the, the Ethics Commission of the Southern Baptists, there's been a concerted effort to get Marxism into those institutions, to basically bring Christianity into a more left-wing direction in this country. They know if they can, if they can move Christians to the left, they will have everything, everything. And so they have been busily infiltrating these ideas. Like the Baptist Church passed critical race theory as part of its church toolbox at the convention two years ago in Alabama. Critical race theory, which is pure Marxism, is now part of the church. And when they tried to abolish that at their last conference, just now, it lost. They kept it. Even after all the controversy around the country about CRT, they kept it. So this is why a lot of churches are leading, leaving the Baptist, um, the Southern Baptists, 
They're just going independent or setting up, you know, little federations elsewhere. So we're not here to divide the church. We are here to fortify the remnant. That's what we're here to do. You know, because America will only be saved by the churches. And whether you're an atheist, an agnostic, or a Christian, or Jewish, or whatever you are, you should want the American churches to be in good shape. Because yeah. if the American churches are in good shape, your society is in good shape. Your politics will be in good shape. Yeah. You know, it all flows. It all flows through. Yeah. So the movie is designed to give people an idea of what the bad guys are doing through the church so they can be more discerning about where they go. Look, it's no point coming to a meeting like this on a Wednesday night and going to a communist church on Sunday. <laughs> it ain't going to do you a lot of good, people. You know, um, the Bible says Satan comes like an angel of light, and I find it interesting that the communists use something like peace mm. to break up an alliance with the United States and, yeah. and New Zealand. We, we care about injustice. That's a biblical word. We care about justice, but we twist it and pervert it to cause division and separation. Uh, we see this over and over again. What, what, I guess what advice would you have if I'm, you're sitting next to a pastor here tonight? If you could give me your, the last 10%, what would be your plea if I'm representing pastors in America? What would you, what'd you have to say to us? I would, I would, say, I would say don't forget there's, a, there's an Old Testament. You know, don't forget law came before the love, right? And if we don't have law, if you don't have that kind, the Ten Commandments, you don't have law, if you're not willing to stand on those things, any love you give will be pretty darn superficial. Yeah, come on. You know? Well, we hope you enjoyed this podcast, and what a what a powerful ending! Uh, <laughs> Doesn't you know, hold when, back, does he? Huh? <laughs> when I asked him about you know the church and what's going on in the church today, and of course we we've talked about this in previous episodes, kind of yeah. the woke church, which is really drifting to the left and unknowingly becoming sympathetic because they're they're a mile wide and a, and an eighth of an inch deep, so they hear certain code words like peace or love or justice. And they get sucked into a, really a Marxist ideology instead of coming from a Christian worldview orientation. And so that's a good uh, word of uh, warning to the church and uh, just encouraging us to stay to the truth and keep preaching the gospel and not allow us, ourselves to drift. Well, I appreciate his perspective. He says, you know, how do you even love without the law? Yeah. The law and the love comes together. We talk about know? this love. Another way to say it is love and truth, love and uh, truth. are forever married. Yeah. And as soon as you separate you separate truth from love and you get a real nasty gospel that's yeah. harsh and critical and religious. But if you separate love from the truth, you get all kinds of perversion uh, yeah. that's just kind of whitewashed in the name of Christianity. So, so. To me, similar to freedom and responsibility. Yeah. I mean, if you just have freedom without responsibility, it becomes chaos. Yeah. But if you have just responsibility without freedom, it becomes tyranny. So it's a combination of both. They, they go together. Yeah, that's Absolutely. good. And he, he did such a good job of highlighting that. So that's that's kind of the overview of, uh, of Marxism. On our next podcast, we're going to get into some of the the hot button items that are going on in America today and, yeah. and see how all these things are kind of interwoven together. 
uh, with a Marxist ideology. So you're not going to want to miss that. But hey, before this week ends, we've got some amazing things coming up uh, yeah. this weekend. So As always, we have a busy week at <laughs> Livingstone's Church. You know, on Saturday morning, this coming Saturday morning, 8 o'clock, we have our market share meetings. So. What's, what's on the agenda for Saturday? And we've had some great speakers. We've yeah. had, you know, what's going on? Well, we're going to have an awesome breakfast, free breakfast as usual. That is a uh, make sure you sign up for market share. Uh, but we're going to talk about uh, some powerful stuff. We're going to talk about really envisioning your 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 organization, your business, um, uh, whatever enterprise, kingdom imp- enterprise uh, you want to get to. We really come, we've been um, doing a lot of consulting, uh, mentorship with a lot of business, yes. and I found out a lot of, a lot of times when we when we start organization, we're just doing whatever we can to survive. And when we start to grow a little bit, we realize we really need a blueprint. We really, really need some directions. And we found a pattern that we thought was very, very helpful for a lot of these businesses to see through this filter because God's got an order. I was I was reading something the other day. He talks about God doesn't skip processes. Yeah. If you think about Jesus, even Jesus, his own son, did not skip the process of being developed and initiated. Yeah. Um, and how much more should, should we feel like we should, we should skip the process, our business, just skip sure. the process. You know, like you see, when you're making widgets or whatever you make, you can get so tied up in just doing what you do that you yeah. don't really think about why you're doing it and where you're headed. Exactly. And, and those are critical, uh, like breaking stopping points, right? Just to stop and to, to define that. And what, to why are we down. here? We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about three questions: our purpose, why are we here, uh, um, what are we gonna do, and how we're gonna do it. That's awesome. Um, but I think it's gonna be very helpful for awesome. And enterprise. you know, we've got a, a lot of uh, young adults too that uh, love the Lord. Lord and looking for a great place to connect, and right. we've got uh, our comment. So that's on Saturday. So yep. Saturday morning we have our market share, and then Sunday night at six thirty p.m. Uh, right in our cafe on the foyer, we have our uh, young adults common ground meeting. And this week is going to be awesome. We're going to have a panel discussion on the one thing every young adult cares about. Dating. Yeah, come on. And hey, Relationships. another thing, yeah. my, my lovely wife Marion and I are going to be in marriage class. Jerry and Terry are uh, celebrating their anniversary. Okay. And uh, so Marion and I will be uh, ministering at marriage class, 4 o'clock on yeah. Sunday, and we're really excited for that opportunity. Yeah. So Even though it's the summer, we're not skipping a beat. We're going full <laughs> speed ahead, so you don't want to miss these events. So. so anyway, I hope you enjoyed this today. Spread it far and wide. Join us next week when we pick up with Trevor Loudon, part two. Until then, have an amazing week. Week.